Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the PM Diaries. We're your hosts. My name is Paige. And my name is Maddie. Welcome back, Night Owls. It is Wednesday, no, uh, December 20th, 2023. <laughs> and it's a hot evening in the Windy City. Not in temperature, but in spirit. We'll get into that. Okay. Um, but it's also National Sangria Day, which is really, really, really amazing. Yeah. I feel like as I've gotten older, we've always been wine fans. Like mm-hmm. We've always liked wine, but I think I got into the sangrias when I got a little bit earlier. Yeah. A little bit older. Sangria, Um, I think for me, is like a hit or miss because, you know, I like sweet drinks. So mm -hmm. I'm always assuming like sangria is going to be sweet, but it's not always sweet. No, it's not. And I think the reason that I prefer sweet drinks and I like overcompensate in the liquid area is because I literally like us have such sensitive teeth. It's like hard for me to eat sweet things. Mm -hmm. So as long as the sangria is sweet, I'm seated. Yeah, there are a lot of types of sangrias. I think that's like really interesting that you bring that up, though. But like when you think about it, too, there's so many different types of alcohol. It absorbs so many flavors. Yeah, it's a shame we don't have some sangria to celebrate. Do you remember when that one sangria went viral and it was like at World Market and it had like yes. a, like all the fruits on the outside of the bottle. Yes. I feel like sometimes the marketing behind products takes the product farther because we tasted that sangria. We did. And I wasn't super impressed. I think that was actually the sangria that I had that made me hungover. Oh, really? Yeah. Makes I sense. Can't, I, but I think it was white wine sangria that I had. It was like last year or something like that. And I literally woke up at a friend's house. Like we, we had gone to a concert together. I woke up at a friend's house and like... I I thought I was going to have to go to the bathroom and throw up like in the middle Ew. of the night. Girl, that wasn't no damn sangria. Then they was, they were my baby. I swear it was shit. sangria. It was, I swear it was sangria. I don't know. People think like, oh, sangria, it's fruity. It's not. Nah, that shit will sneak up on you. It definitely will. The fruity drinks always do. Yes. Um, but yeah, we mentioned earlier that it was, it was a little bit of a hot day. And I think it's because the hot headed bitches were jumping out today. <laughs> um, Paige mentioned yesterday, we've said this several times before, but we were both airy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you get, which means we're hotheads. I'm going to let you get into like how your day was and then I'll go after you. But how was your day? My day was okay. It was a little bit trying. Um, one thing though, that I feel like I'm, I don't know. I got like asked a weird question today. Yeah. I don't even want to say it was weird. It was a thought provoking. But it was just like, it was thought provoking and it like jogged my mind a little bit. This person had asked me like, oh, have you ever been hurt before? And I was like, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. What would, like, give you the impression that I've I've never been hurt before? And I think sometimes I do recognize the fact that, like, I do – I don't know. I do a lot of, like – I guess work on like things that are trying for me on my own so it kind of doesn't like come across in other forums Mm -hmm. and then obviously like if I'm not working through it myself I'm talking to you about it or I talk to a therapist about it so it's just different but it was interesting that I got that question because it came from a different person and then a couple weeks back like I was having a conversation over the phone and this person was like oh like I don't want that answer like I want like be be real like be real mm-hmm. I'm like no I'm literally being real like yeah. this is me being real like yeah. I was gagged yeah so. it's it's really really hard like I think that that that's not the first time you've gotten a question a question of that sentiment in your life either like I think when we were in Ohio we got a similar question like that and I think one of the most frustrating things about it is it it 
kind of I don't know it minimizes like the experiences of other people just because you assume that they don't have any issues yeah and I think that that like really sucks it does but I'm I'm genuinely asking what have I done to make somebody think Paige come I, on no, we no, no, know no. What. But what what I'm saying is mm-hmm. is that I'm very like open I feel yeah. like like I, you can if I'm emotional like you can see it on mm-hmm. me if I'm upset you could see it on me like a lot of times those aren't things that I hide and even on my social media I feel like I'm transparent that like there's things so I'm just like I don't know what would give you all that I do what? I do because I like I know at the end of the day that we are very transparent people I think we're very honest and but people don't know us mm-hmm. like when you come to us you get the polished answer always yeah. and that's because that's who we are but also at the same time it's like a part of it is conditioning and training mm-hmm. it's like we you probably wouldn't know that there's nights I go home and cry myself to sleep because I yeah. go to my room and cry myself to sleep like yeah. it's not like I go take it out on somebody else and then get on social media and say don't fucking talk to me till tomorrow like yeah. I don't do that it's yeah. like honestly the sad part of it is is like low-key suffering in silence like yeah. I think that's kind of what we've always gravitated towards or even if it's just each other so i'm not surprised at all that people look at us and think oh they have it easy nothing I must make them sad that. but it sucks because it's it makes you feel invisible like goddamn like yeah you know mm-hmm. so it's tough but um hopefully one day people will not judge based on the outside and they'll understand that we're all human mm-hmm. but very thought provoking question um i'll get into a little bit of what my day was like mm-hmm. I was Paige's sounding board today, which is funny because a lot of times I feel like Paige is my sounding board. We're we're probably pretty even. We go back and forth 50-50, honey. But the thing is about it is like getting into more misconceptions about us. Baby, we have tempers. And I'll speak for myself. Like, I feel like we are definitely like growers, not showers in that regard of like not taking any shit and like defending ourselves fiercely. And I think one of the hardest parts is like when people test you and you're trying to stay professional or you're trying to stay positive or, you know, other stuff like that. Yeah. We're definitely growers, not showers in that (laughs) regard. Not growers, not showers. It's funny because I literally didn't even know what that meant until recently. What else did they say? It's not a grower, not a shower. It's something else. I don't know. But I think one of the things that I uh, worked on a lot, specifically when I moved to Chicago, was emotional regulation emotional self-regulation controlling my responses controlling my reactions like things like that and I think that has helped me a lot Mm -hmm. only because I was very emotional and I think in a lot of ways probably dysregulated so I think that's helped me to better control my temper Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing I've been doing I think you're probably right but I think it is do you ever feel like you're like a bird in a cage a little bit like yes. in regards to how put together we come across I think we had to be put together because the way we were raised me too oh. I think like I think like we literally like people are like oh just give me the real answer like I'm we're just girlfriends like just give me the real answer is basically what my friend was saying and I was literally like no this is my real answer like if I said something that was bad grammar or misspelled something like our mother would correct us in that moment and make us re-say it so I think it's just like programming of like I don't know it's just it's how I communicate yeah but a part of it feels like a bird in a cage why? and I don't know why because I get sometimes I literally get so frustrated because I feel like we've 
kind of adapted to um, internalizing a Mm -hmm. lot of our feelings. So instead of blowing up or fighting or punching someone or whatever, we've internalized the feelings and then I brood on it all day Mm -hmm. and it never comes out against other people. Like I'll rarely will I ever get an attitude with someone else because I'm mad about a different encounter. Yeah. It all, it's like internal. So it's like I'm burning on the inside. Yeah. And I'm like, I I feel like I get to the point where I'm going to blow up and then I'm going to turn into a grower and not a show. Yeah. I think for me, like one of the things too, that I had to get over was being passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to like stick up for myself in the moment as opposed to like brooding for like three weeks and then something else happens and then you have an insane blow up that literally makes no sense so I've noticed like in real time that I've kind of started to change those tendencies which is good Um, but I think it just goes back to like knowing yourself being self-aware and then understanding I guess like how you show up in the world and I think that is what has helped me and us as well did you hear her mm-hmm. what is going on she just yawned she's so ornery though like she does not get she comfortable like okay so we've been uh buying Clooney these new beds and i swear she's the only puppy that does not want to lay on their donut bed or she get it. she's like that but she also doesn't want to lay on the fluffy side like there's yeah. two sides to our donut beds or to Clooney's donut bed the one side is pink and fluffy the other side is partially pink and fluffy and then there's like black traction a yeah. black traction pad so it will stick to the ground or yeah it won't slide around all day yeah she prefers to lay on the black side than she does the furry side i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because her fur is so long she's mm-hmm. just a picky little girl she is so picky it's but i feel bad because it's also been winter she hasn't been out that's to true. the lake as many times on her walk that's true that this was actually the first winter that came around and i was like oh shit like i'm not gonna be able to go take my walk yeah. Like I've fully gotten into walks. I actually want to get into speed walking. I'm not even trying to be funny, but it's, it's such a good like exercise, but I'm like, Oh man, what am I going to do? I know. We're going to have to just take her out. She just needs a coat and some boots. We can maybe take her around indoor places. I don't know. Like maybe. what do they have indoor walking places where like, can you take your dog to the indoor track? I don't know, but honestly she'd probably enjoy a car ride too. Yeah, we just have to get her in the routine because this little baby is going stir crazy in this apartment. Oh, I never even thought about that seasonal depression for dogs. I don't know if it's seasonal depression. (laughs) I think it's just like, oh, I don't leave as much, you know, and like mommy's needed to clear a path for baby to be able to run and play because she's so silly goosey. Yeah, she just wants to jump all over the couch and get all up in stuff. Yeah, I remember when I didn't think that she was going to be fast because she was so little. And boy, was I fucking wrong. What a miscalculation. Boy, was I fucking wrong. I remember the first time we took her home to mom and dad's house, like when she wasn't a puppy, she was like literally zooming around that fucking house. I was like, holy shit, you are sassy. Mm -hmm. That's when I recognized like you're sassy. You got a little personality on you. She does. It's so funny. She's a grower, not a shower too. She is. Isn't she a Sag? Yeah. What is no, her? no, no, no. She's a cancer. Tucker's a Sag. Tucker's she's a Sagittarius. A she's a cancer. No, Clooney is. But, you know, it's funny because remember when we were in high school? What? <laughs> and we would look at the track team and we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, typically the faster people are short. Mm-hmm. And then there was this whole conversation we would always joke about, like, lower centers of gravity. Like, yeah. of course you're fast.
fast. You have a lower center of gravity. Of course, you're scrappy in basketball. You have a lower center of gravity. Yeah. She has a lower center of gravity. That's true. So that's why she's so damn fast. You know what I think it is? I think it might be a little bit of like a little woman syndrome. Like yeah. this girl knows she's little and that's why she'd be biting the fuck out of Tucker. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had to put her in timeout. But anyways, that's the story for another yeah, day. She's definitely sassy. Yes. But let's get into these quick topics. So I don't well, know. What did we start calling the quick topics? Um, the wind I down. I forget. Was it the wind down? I think it was the wind down. Should we call it the wind down in honor of National Sangria Day? Yeah, let's call it the wind down okay. in honor of National Sangria uh, Day. But I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago or a couple days ago, Bad Baby announced her pregnancy. I did see that. You that know the crazy thing? What? Sorry. I, they like leaked it. They caught her out. Yeah. She was seen out in public. Oh, And so damn. she had to announce it a few hours later. Damn. I know. These bitches, I swear. I know. They ruined everything. Think she should have taken a couple pages out of uh, Halle Bailey's book Hallie's and just wear the sorry. biggest fucking clothes, the biggest tents ever, yeah. and try to disguise it. Yeah. And honestly, for how little Hallie is, she's doing a damn good job at disguising that pregnancy. She really is. And it's funny, too, because she is very petite mm-hmm. and... You almost can't tell like that she's pregnant. Like yes. she's probably like she's very petite. So I yes. think definitely with the clothes and stuff, some people would carry their weight differently, but mm-hmm. she's pretty much all belly. She is. You know, we're not certain that she's pregnant, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she is. She's all belly at this time. Yeah. One thing about Bad Baby's announcement though was I thought it was really cool. I haven't seen a gender reveal using a burnout from a motorcycle. Was I that thought, hers? Yes. Oh my god. Her gender reveal was her on a motorcycle and the motorcycle was doing a burnout and the smoke was pink Aww. so basically she's having a baby girl obviously but I just think it's cool because with a lot of gender reveals baby showers etc sometimes it's really hard to be original it is like almost every theme has been thought of taken like mm-hmm. used I've seen a lot of pregnancy announcements more recently like kind of being using like a newspaper saying like front page news like baby Jones or whatever is coming and mm-hmm. things like that but I was like okay the burnout that's cute that is cute it matches her edgy little vibe so I'm Definitely. not mad at it there was another like gender reveal I can't fuck I'm blanking on it there was another one where I was like okay that's like really creative because I think you're right I mm-hmm. think we've seen the cut into the cake we've seen yeah. the balloons the, we've the, seen what do they call it the bows or the 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 boots or bows or whatever oh, yeah. child. we've seen it all bitch we've seen the punching of like you know people mm-hmm. throw a bat you hit it like a ball you, you hit know it. what i like about this one though and i've learned i'm not gonna like talk over you during this podcast because in full transparency just being self-aware we do listen back to our episodes we look for opportunities where we think we can improve i noticed that the crosstalk is bad so i'll hold off but i think the one thing that i like is that this reduced the human error that can happen with a pregnant or with the gender reveal what do you mean because it's just the motorcycle yes you're right but then there's the opportunity for the machine machine to malfunction that's true i feel like you can never win you can't win oh my god you know what i just thought of what that badass little boy or little girl whoever that was that went up and like let the balloon off into the air or pop the balloon mm-hmm. or something you remember that i don't but it oh doesn't surprise me because it kind of puts me in the mindset of like when there's little kids
kids' birthday parties, and then, like, some little kid starts crying because it's not about them. Yeah. And then they try to intentionally ruin it, even though I'm not going to, like, be upset with the kid. But, like, there's intentionality there. There is definitely intentionality there. Um, Well, moving on to some sad news to report. Mm -hmm. We are reporting on some breakup news. Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny reporting. There is reporting that they have broken up. Okay. I'm kind of sad. I was so excited for this. You know what? I feel sad as well, but I feel sad. Well, if this is what's best for them, then I'm happy for them. Obviously, like, breakups are sad, whatever. But the one thing that got me here is I felt like they were a match on the Zodiac level. So I thought I was going to see some more longevity with this yeah but i think another breakup news that actually released today was that mariah carey broke up with or mariah carey and brian tanaka for those of you who don't know brian tanaka was her backup dancer they started lover turned lover they started dating they've been together for several years they broke up that's so crazy to me sad because they love each other obviously but the reason that they're citing in like the the streets are talking is because he wanted kids she didn't Mm. and that's what they're saying caused the breakup so well we've seen a lot of breakups surrounding like people wanting kids and others Jeannie Mm -hmm. Mai and her first husband broke up and I think a large part of the conversation was that her ex wanted kids Mm -hmm. even and Emma Slater and Sasha Farber, professional dancers on Dancing with the Stars, their relationship ended because of Sasha wanting kids and Emma yeah. not being ready. Yeah. So I can imagine that being a very difficult thing is like, uh, it's such I an know. important issue in your life. I almost feel like it's something that should be talked about early on. Oh, it definitely is. But then you also just you shine light on the fact of like, even if you know both of y'all want kids, if one partner is not ready, that can lead to the same discourse or dysfunction that one person wanting kids and one person not wanting kids could lead to. So it's just like, that's why communication is key. It is. But then you also, I mean, is it foolproof? Because then guess what? One person changes their mind. What if somebody Mm -hmm. gets a crazy good job and they're like, look, my career just changed. I want to push it off for three years. Like, Oh my God. I feel like it's just, it's, it's, (sighs) it's a lot. It, it really is, is and it obviously can be devastating so sad news but in much happier news did you see that t-pain has announced his las vegas residency i did see that i what? i feel like i'm loving this this new era of vegas residencies erica jane announced a residency on real housewives of beverly hills yes. that's coming to vegas and then obviously with usher's residency that has had enormous success yeah i feel like i'm happy for these ogs to start getting opportunities like this me too i'm thrilled i think it's awesome because i think a lot of times people think you need someone who screams residency a little bit more i don't even know how to describe that like yeah to me though i think it's cool i think t-pain would put on a great show mm-hmm. he's been in the business for such a long time like yeah. i don't think that will be the issue i just think i'm happy that vegas is getting their flowers vegas vegas or the residencies oh. vegas residencies are so cool yeah it, it's so niche it almost reminds me of like getting married in las vegas um which i don't think i could do like i would get married in las vegas for like a vow renewal and i'd have a bachelor and bachelorette party in las vegas but like the 
the wedding. I don't know. But I just think it's so cool. There's like a mystique that comes with the Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's something that's much more sustainable for the talent. So I yeah. think it's cool. Because I do think it's easier on the body and yes. like all of this stuff. But yes. I am. I'm really excited about this. I would totally go to this Vegas residency. I remember T-Pain early 2000s, yes. Buy You a Drink, some of his other really popular songs. Everyone on his out, on his ass about auto-tune and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, you know what my favorite T-Pain song is? What? Five O'Clock in the Morning. Oh, yeah, that one's Is good. it called it's is that Five T-Pain? O'Clock in the Morning? Yes. I never. Oh, my God. How did I forget that was T-Pain? Hold it's on. called Five O'Clock in the Morning. I'm literally going to listen to that or, when I get. It's called Five O'Clock. Oh, Five it's O'Clock. Not in the morning. I was just about to say, is it just Five O'Clock? I would go to the residency just for Five O'Clock. That song hits fucking different, bitch. Well, all I know is this. He has so many hits. Five O'Clock would be amazing to hear live. But I am really happy to see these early 2000 talent getting their flowers yeah. at these residencies. Yes. Showing that we do make money, too. Now, that's just tea and facts. Like, we do make money, too. So I'm happy Period. to see this. I'm here for yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Obviously, we're in the season for holiday movies. Yes. And I need to get on my holiday movie bag. I can't yes. wait to start watching movies when I get some free time next week. Even yes. though probably the holidays will pass by the time I'm watching movies. Check. Um, if you had to choose your go-to holiday movie, what Ooh. would you choose? This is really hard for me. Is it? Yes, this is really hard for me. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of the the holiday movies that I grew up with were very much so Disney movies. Mm -hmm. So the movie that had Brenda's song in it were like it was California and they were trying to get it to snow in California. What's that movie called? It was on Disney. I can't remember. Oh, my God. But they were trying to get a snow day. Um, So they had this little machine and basically like they wished for snow, the machine malfunctioned and then it wouldn't stop snowing. And then they basically had to come together because the dad or somebody wouldn't be able to come home because all the snow. It's called the ultimate Christmas present. The ultimate. Oh, is this it? Uh, yeah, I think so. The mm-hmm. ultimate Christmas present. But you know what about what? that movie? It low-key scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. Like, those big-ass elves scared mm-hmm. the shit out of me. But we got scared about everything. We did. But more recently, I did watch a holiday movie on Hulu called The Family Stone. It features Rachel McAdams as well as Sarah Jessica Parker, Diane Keaton, etc. That one was really, really good. It was really vintage, I would say, but it was kind of sad because the mom passed away in the end. But I just yeah. think it captured the spirit of the Way holidays. Way to spoil the ending page. Sorry. You know what? This movie came out in 2005. So is that a spoiler, baby? It is. Or am I just late to the game? It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. Because I ahead. think everybody knew about Miss Ashley <laughs> and the family stone. But it was just, it captured the spirit of the holidays and it was a beautiful movie. What yeah. about you? You know this about me. You already know, especially when I was young. Oh my god, I feel like we had the best times ever binge watching TV when we were in college. We had so much free time. I remember when I started working, that was one of the biggest adjustments. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm in school and I'm working. When I'm not talking about when I was still actively in undergrad, I'm talking about when I graduated undergrad. Yeah. That was like such a fucking smack in the face. I was like, oh my God, I work and I do school. Oh my God, I can't watch as much TV. This sucks. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose my favorite holiday movies, this is very difficult. I really enjoyed Jingle Jangle from Netflix. It okay. did come out a few years ago. I fucking love that movie. Okay. What was the other one called from Netflix? Is it the 
the Chris Kringle? What is the it called? The one with Goldie Hawn yeah, and what's her that husband. Called? Look that up for me if you um, don't mind. Um, 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 the next movie that I'm going to say is This Christmas, the throwback movie with Chris Brown in it. I feel like we enjoyed watching that movie when we were a kid. It's kind of like a, just a movie we've watched for years. Yeah. And then... I love movies that have a Christmas theme, even though they're not fully Christmas. So yes. immediately my head goes to second act. Yeah, I went to see that movie in theaters. It's starring Jennifer Lopez. Although it's not fully about Christmas, it's around that time of year. Yeah. And it came out during the holiday season. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the movies that immediately came to mind for me. The movie that you were looking to name with Goldie Hawn is, and Kurt Russell is the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, okay. And they've come out with more than one. I think Netflix is in their bag with those holiday movies. So honestly, and Hallmark movies, they're corny, they're predictable, they're fucking easy. You're mm-hmm. not going to go through emotional turmoil, honey. Like they've been holding it down for the holidays. They have. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely some cute, cute movies. Can't wait to, yes. you know, I hate to say, can't wait to get a cup of hot cocoa and sit Ew, by the I couch. Hate, I literally <laughs> I hate when people movies. call hot chocolate hot cocoa. cocoa. I know. Like for some reason why does it make me uncomfortable? I know. Like why are you calling it hot cocoa? I know. What? It's, that is such a random hill for me though. I know but it's remember just like, we hated so many words. Go ahead. It was just like when um, I know I'm like so conscious of the crosstalk now <laughs> but it was just like when we were younger and people would say I want a burger. That is so <laughs> ugly to me. Like, just say, I want a hamburger. I want a cheeseburger. But do you understand how yeah. weird and, like, that is such a it's weird It's such hill. a weird issue to have. What is wrong with me? I don't know, but. You know what we used to hate as well? What? Embarrassing. And now I yeah. say it every other word because yeah. I'm embarrassing. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, we went through, we go through so many phases of words we we hate. But <laughs> the burger <laughs> phase was hilarious because it was so random and it came out of nowhere. Literally. Like when people say burger joint or I want a juicy burger. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I know. I people say that they can't say moist. I can say moist, but I can't listen to you fucking say you want a burger i know i can't i can't do it oh my gosh um but speaking of food so and this was like such a perfect segue i didn't even plan it i swear oh my um so have you noticed recently that these chain restaurants like applebee's are marketing alcoholic beverages really heavily through these cute like instagrammable items yes okay so i saw on twitter I didn't even wait for you to answer, girl. I saw on Twitter, Outback is marketing, like, this boomerang. It's a boomerang, like, dish that comes to your table and holds four cocktails. Oh, shit. So you get the boomerang, and it has four cocktails in it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is putting me in the mindset of Applebee's Dollaritas. Yes. I feel like these chain restaurants that have been, like, hanging on by a thread are, like, saving themselves by cheap drinks and good marketing. And I I feel like it's cunt, and it's, like, a phenomenon that needs to be studied. I would agree. I think they know where their bread is buttered. It's, like, you might not be able to compete with, like, the Michelin-level five-star restaurant. Like, you could compete with affordability and things. Like, Mm -hmm. I know Chili's, like, the the four-for-four was – no, that's Wendy's. There was something that Chili's used to do. There was, like, little specials that they'll – two for 25 or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And that helps them as well. But I think they know that where their bread is buttered. And if you, yeah. you can go somewhere and get a good drink and it's not or a like a cheap drink, honey. a cheap drink that's strong and good. Like they know where their bread is. Buttered. They do. And, and I'm I, living. I'm living, too. I feel like this is so smart, especially as we've moved further into the social media age. Mm-hmm. Everyone's calling themselves a foodie. Everybody wants to be the next Keith Lee. They're all pulling up to restaurants, yes. you know, reviewing stuff. Yes. So the little guy, the chain restaurants are kind of falling out of favor. Mm-hmm. Bring in cheap ass liquor and you yes. save 
save the day. Liquor, cheap liquor, cheap good liquor brings everybody to the party. But did you see that Doritos is going to release a nacho cheese flavored alcoholic drink? Oh my god! I'm no, actually, I didn't see that. I'm low key, like I'm literally disgusted. Are you? I'm disgusted. What do you think it's going to taste like? Why would you want a nacho cheese alcoholic drink? I don't know. That but screams fucking boots in the dryer. Boots in the dryer is our reference like, to I fucked up g- stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boots in the dryer equals fucked up stomach on yes. the PM Diaries, but I just don't understand. And then they're saying that the alcoholic spirit is available to pre-order now and is best used in a margarita, Bloody Mary, or old-fashioned. Huh. Who wants a nacho cheese margarita? But, you know, there's a lot of, like, weird combination liquor flavors, That's even though true. they're not cheese. Yeah. There's like if you think about Dailies, they got s'mores or Bailey's, excuse me, they Shout got out. s'mores. They have, I mean, there's so many random. But that's ass. a dessert and that's sweet. You're right. I mean, but if you look at it like from a food pairing perspective, I guess cheese goes with a lot of fruits. You could throw mm-hmm. some fucking strawberry or something in there, and it might actually and taste alcohol. good. I want to see if I can get my hands on it though. Really, you would taste it? Honestly, though, I think they should pay me to fucking taste that shit because I'm scared. Okay, so here's my bet: if we do get our hands on this and we taste it, I think that the cheese ambiance or the cheese aroma it's going to come through an aroma it's going to be a smell and i think the alcohol will be some sort of mac and cheese taste like i think Uh. it'll be like cheese packets and then you're going to get the dorito flavor from a smell that's my bet Hmm. i don't know we'll see we'll see child we shall see but one thing that has been keeping me thoroughly entertained honey is mrs tokyo tony and these damn drive-through videos there was another one did She's you see hilarious. her? Yeah. She pulled it for those of y'all that might not have seen the video. She went through another drive through honey. It seemed like she was at McDonald's. She asked the lady if it was a sweet tea. The lady tried to tell her yes. She went back and forth with the lady and said, I'm going to taste it because you don't know how to talk. How did you get your job? Oh, She's like, what? God. I'm just asking how she got her job. Then she pulled off and started singing Doja Cat. I said, you can't make this shit no. up with Miss Tokyo Tony. When one thing that I've noticed, though, like when she literally did the, the funniest drive through video that I've seen from Tokyo Tony is the one at Starbucks. Hilarious. Where she was ordering her refresher and she wanted the strawberries <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I literally and she was 15 sheets to the wind. Was she 15 sheets to the wind or was she tired? Okay, she was she crossfaded. Exhausted to she, me. She could have been exhausted. It I looked think. like she just rolled out of the bed. Yeah. She was definitely struggling to keep her eyes open. I just wonder what the co- the catalyst of that was. I'm sorry, but that shit was funny. <laughs> For those of you it who was. don't know, though, Tokyo Tony is Black China's mom. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been interesting, too, to see them kind of rekindling their relationship. Yeah. As we've seen Black China, like on her, what I would consider to be spiritual journey definitely you um, can't even call her black china anymore honey it's angela it's white. angela white baby it is angela white honey mm-hmm. she got a, rid, rid of her what fillers a lot of her implants a lot of her whatever else and yep. it's just been interesting to kind of see them reconcile so definitely. i'm happy for them but i will say this the more and more angela has gotten rid of kind of those fillers and different things the more and more i see the resemblance between her and tokyo oh Tony. yeah i'm oh, like oh yeah. y'all deaf look alike oh I'm yeah like, okay i see it I yeah see it. yeah 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 um but a lot of people on journeys another person that's come kind of on a different journey is tia mori i mm-hmm. feel like we talk about the the mori sisters sister sister tia and tamara kind of a lot yeah and we've noticed that both of them have been a lot more candid and cryptic with their mm-hmm. social media posts more recently tia did go through a divorce from her long-term husband Corey Hardick 
but she did post a cryptic message on one of her social media posts. She posted a selfie with the caption, what one man won't do, another man will. And I just feel like we're we're really witnessing a transformation but for we these are. girls, for these women. We are witnessing a transformation for these women. I think, though, like, Tia and Tamara came up in a very different time. And I think back then you kind of had to be – you. But people were much more conscious of their image. Like, people weren't as accepting of, like, the drama or the divorce and, like, the messy, the raw, the real. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like, you, you couldn't do those things as freely. But I'm happy that Tia Maori, like, has recognized her worth. She had the courage to step away. Mm-hmm. Even with children, it seems like she's doing a great job co-parenting. Yeah. But I love the twins. And Me Tamara too. was actually recently on the Jennifer Hudson show as well. Mm-hmm. And she's just so sunshiny. Like, I don't know. Those I girls crack her. me up. And I love watching her and her husband on their, their live videos making their dinner with their kids. I know. Um, can I tell the story about when we got called Tia and Tamara? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. So we have gotten called Tia and Tamara our whole life. Like, obviously, we're light-skinned twins. Everyone compares us to them which is such a compliment to us but we actually went to roscoe's to watch a live filming of rupaul's drag race um or not live filming girl please i wish we watched an episode of rupaul's drag race for a watch party sugar and spice happened to be there and Paige and i were in the audience and one of the drag queens on stage said okay tia and tamara i know and, like the drag queen was talking to us i was like period not only did the drag queen see me honey she recognized that we were twins i live for that exactly that is so cool no Aww. it's so cool if i could have anything close to the maori sisters careers that have lasted decades honey i will fucking take it definitely we'll gladly take that yes um uh, but that's all for the wind down that was a fun little wind down it was let's get into the bedtime stories so starting off Variety reports that Taraji P. Henson broke down in tears when asked about quitting acting. She says she's still not paid fairly. Enough is enough. And this industry will steal your soul. Taraji P. Henson broke down in tears during a Sirius XM interview with Gail King while promoting her new film, The Color Purple. King asked the Oscar and Emmy-nominated Emmy actor if she was still thinking about quitting acting, which King had heard rumors of Henson had had rumors of Henson previously saying. Henson responded by revealing she has hit her breaking point in Hollywood since she continues to be underpaid, saying, quote, I'm just tired of working so hard, being gracious at what I do and getting paid a fraction of the cost, Henson said. I'm tired of hearing my sister say the same thing over and over. You get tired. I hear people go, you work a lot. Well, I have to. Um, The math ain't mathing. When you start working a lot, you have a team. Big bills come with what we do we don't do this alone it's a whole team behind us they have to get paid when you hear someone go such and such made 10 million that didn't make it to their account henson continued off the top uncle sam is getting 50 percent now have 5 million your team is getting 30 percent of what you gross not after what uncle sam took now do the math i'm only human every time i do something and break another glass ceiling when it's time to renegotiate i'm at the bottom again like i never did what i just did and i'm tired i'm tired it wears on you what does that mean what is that telling me if i can't fight for them coming up and behind me then what the fuck am i doing henson was nearly sobbing at this point in the interview she went on to explain that despite her various successes she still gets told that that's not a lot of that there's not a lot of money on the table because black actors and stories don't translate overseas among other excuses wow this video was so 
hard to watch because I feel like one of the things that I've appreciated about Taraji is that she's always been so candid Mm -hmm. like even in interviews I feel like we really get to know kind of more about who she is and her opening up in this way was so vulnerable and like I almost like my heart really broke for her in this situation because you have a person that's as successful as Taraji P. Mm -hmm. Henson worked as hard as she has had a career as long as she has had and she's still facing this same bullshit and it sucks Mm -hmm. like I hate this I hate this and I almost feel like that's why when people go into the industry you see less and less people talking about I'm an actor yeah everybody's rapping everybody's singing everybody's doing OnlyFans there's a lot of people doing influencing it's because I feel like there's more opportunities for money to be made and there's less gatekeeping yeah this is gatekeeping yeah I think you kind of opened it up for me as well I think one of the difficulties about acting is the gatekeeping anytime you have these powerful people who basically you have to appease to even have access to say starring in a film right and then after that behind the scenes you're fighting for pay that you deserve and then you think about how many ways that pay is going to be split like that is very daunting to me and one of the things that I think I've recognized more recently as well is celebrities starting their own companies as well yep Becoming CEOs yep. and not only ce- not only actors, we're seeing models. I mean, Kendall Jenner with 818 Tequila. We're seeing a whole bunch of people start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just goes back to the lesson of multiple streams of income. Exactly. Because even with uh, Melissa Barrera, I think her name is the one who was starring in the Scream movie. She was recently just uh, fired because of comments that she had made in support of Gaza. Um, it's And it's also you have to consider a lot of these people are at-will employers. So if you do something that they do not like, they, you, can, tr- they can get rid of you. You they can, can be do at the anything. whim of anything. I yeah. mean, even with the SAG after stuff, we might even be feeling stress from Taraji because actors have and actresses have been out of work for so long. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that go into this. I think there's so many factors. And I think kind of he- seeing her on the couch discussing um, the inequities in pay have mm-hmm. just it, it was heartbreaking. Uh, Kiki Palmer did weigh in. Um, she said that she's also considered quitting acting. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin Thede immediately responded to the video that was posted on Twitter after Tarazi P. Henson opened up and said that she's experienced the same things, saying that sometimes people work for $50,000 to $100,000 on a project and it lasts them the whole year. They get one project per year. Um, so just hearing like all of these people come out with similar stories, it's not something that we haven't heard before, but it's yeah. just damn this is still happening yeah. damn that fucking sucks yeah. on top of being a woman all the things that you have to battle against you add being black to the mix people saying your stories don't matter mm-hmm. my question to you is let's say you were passionate about a profession and you were facing issues like this would you quit mm-hmm. If I was passionate about a profession, then no. If I wasn't passionate about a profession, potentially yes. And it's not even quitting to me. It's just maybe learning how to use those skills in a different way, leveraging what I love to do in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think she said in this article was interesting was that a lot of black actors and stories don't translate overseas. That's really interesting to me. Among other excuses is what she says. I would love to have insight into what the other excuses are. I am not surprised they say this, but I also haven't heard that either. So I feel like I'm learning from this. I'm um, not surprised they say it, and I don't think it's the first time I've heard it, but I think I'm I'm in agreement with you. I would want to know more mm-hmm. because I don't believe it. 
Like, yeah. I just don't believe it. That stories when translate overseas. No, no, I think it's a cop out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a cop out as well. I think there's a difference with Western culture, maybe not translating overseas more generally, but it's not just black stories. No. So that would be my pushback on that. Yeah, I think I would quit the profession. Yeah. Honestly, I do. I do. Mm. Or or you just do it freelance and you do something else. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, uh, mental health is everything to me. It is. And I'm not going to argue with a whole bunch of 80-year-old white men gatekeeping. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, even if it was a dream, I feel like Taraji is at the place where she can go independent, open up a production company like Reese Witherspoon, and tell yeah. her own stories. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have the money to do that. Yeah. So what can we do to get Taraji the money that she can do to go up the Reese Witherspoon route? Yeah. Like, I want to see that. I want to see more Tyler Perry's. I want to see more people taking control and fucking the system and figuring out a way to get up under these motherfuckers, gatekeeping this shit. I'm done begging for scraps. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to do that. And I encourage everybody that's facing similar situations to find a way to disrupt these industries, even though it sounds a lot easier than it is actually Mm -hmm. doing it just continue to work relentlessly at shaking this shit up and figuring out a way to get to the bag yeah i'm happy that taraji's talking about this being candid about this because taraji p henson has a hell of a platform like at this point she's damn near a household name so for her to be feeling this visceral and emotional about it imagine what the little guy feels like like it's just it's really really difficult it is it makes me sad i know all righty story two cnn reports tinder expands off of invite only 499 number one why didn't why didn't you just make it 500 dollars? i hate when people do this goofy <laughs> shit tinder expands offering of invite only 499 monthly membership tinder is now offering users a highly exclusive 499 dollar monthly subscription option but only if they receive a coveted invitation and get through the application process mm. tinder select offers users perks beyond those granted to the average swiper paying nearly six thousand dollars a year gives users a chance to see and be seen by the app's most sought after profiles to direct message other profiles without first matching enjoy early access to new features turn off advertisements and sport a badge on their page announcing their select status since the initial batch of invitations went out in september uh, Tinder has been steadily inviting additional users to apply as a part of a gradual expansion, but the option remains highly exclusive. According to the company, less than 1% of the app's users get a spot. Hmm. Girl, obviously this is this was launched to compete with Raya. Yeah, I was going to say this was launched, this part of Tinder was to compete with those apps that people will get on, will pay to be on specifically to meet someone of a certain financial status, Uh, social status social status things like that i don't know if i would pay for this me neither i don't even have tinder now is that my problem (laughs) same i've never been on a dating app i think i downloaded tinder and Mm -hmm. i was going my new year's resolution actually in 2023 was to make a tinder profile but i don't know i know i definitely bumble i can't see myself i i really can't see myself paying for it Mm -mm. because in on raya i think it's invite only but i don't think you have to pay 
I mean, and then to pay five hundred dollars a month, bitch, what? Yeah, I mean, Maddie. But when you think about it, like people of a certain status, etc., like they will pay matchmakers. This is basically paying a matchmaker. Essentially, I guess you can look at it that way. But to me, it just seems like there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee ever. So you're paying like five hundred dollars a month for <sighs> no guarantee. Wow, Paige. I'm sorry, <laughs> no. the cough is back. Jesus Christ. That's okay. But to me, I, I can't imagine paying $500 for a monthly membership. I'm probably not the person to ask, though. Mm. I want to ask someone that actually believes in dating apps, feels like they work or uses them themselves, yeah. and see if this would be a viable option for them, if they would actually choose it. But another thing that I wonder, and this is just me reading the details, they say that the, the process is highly selective. Immediately, I want to know the breakdown of the diversity of the 1% that's chosen mm -hmm. for these sectors. Because even if you're willing to pay the $500 a monthly subscription option, you're not guaranteed access. Like, you still yeah. have to pass highly selective tests. It's invitation only. It's an application process. I want to know what the diversity is, what the gatekeeping is, how they select. I want to have the selection criteria. I want to yeah. know everything. I think I would want to know how do you choose who you put in the select? Like, because to me, dating app, I'm immediately thinking either money or attractiveness. Status. Yeah. Fame, clout, followers. Status, fame, clout, followers, and attractiveness. Yeah. I think would definitely play a role just from me speculating but it's very, very... I think that they might get a lot of support with this. Really? Maddie, people invest in their dating. They invest, I don't think so. They invest in matchmakers. This is not the first app that we've seen that has done this. Like you said, Raya. And then there's another one that Noella... Bergener for the ones for the girlies who remember her from Real Housewives of Orange County. She only uses that that dating app and I swear to God I think that's where she met Sweet James and her new fiance. She only uses the dating She only app, uses Raya? a dating I don't know if it's Raya, oh. but it's one it's 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 the it's what is it? It's the I don't even know. It's like you pay for play, basically. Yeah. You have to pay to get access to those people. No, and a lot of right. times, like, the individual might not even be on the dating app. Their team might be running their fucking dating app. I know. I just feel like there's, to me, I don't know. But maybe one day I would be interested in that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I can't imagine. I'm not a non-believer in dating apps, though. No. I will say that. It's not that I don't believe in dating apps. I just haven't felt compelled to use a dating app. I know. Because to me, and we've talked about this before, it just seems so surface level. Mm -hmm. Like, respectfully, we find attractiveness in a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people are cute to me. I like a lot of features. I'm like a girly that like, doesn't care about diversity and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I, I, what am I doing this for? Like, I don't know. It just seems so, I don't know. One, I hate to be Miss America and say like, it's so surface level, but just because you're cute, baby, I don't care to swipe right or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. I think that's the reason that I sometimes have a hard time connecting with dating apps is because it's, it's initially like that, the appearance based thing. And then like what you get out on a date and like you find out the person is an asshole or something. And then what? Like exactly. you wasted your time. I don't know. But one thing that I was interested in was Bumble friends. And then there was also another, um, like friends app. I was like, I'll look for friends on an app, exactly. but why is dating on an app too far for me who knows it's ass backwards i don't yeah. know 
Yeah, no. Should we do Bumble Friends? Hell yeah, we should do Bumble you Friends. Think? Yes. I feel like we should have done that right away when we moved to a new city. Yeah. I really do. I think it, and we're lucky because we have a twin. So a lot mm-hmm. of times that helps with the transition. We were blessed enough to be able to relocate from Ohio to Chicago together. Yeah. But I do think, like, I would like to, like, expand and, like, meet people who have similar interests to us. And I think we might need to branch out. Do you think we'll ever have completely separate friend groups? Potentially Really? Potentially Like the Nikki and Gabby of it all? Maybe like the Nikki and Gabby of it all But we're very similar And mm-hmm. also you and I spend a lot of time together So I can imagine there being a lot of She's trying to get to you Oh, I Clooney. can imagine there being a lot of like overlap So I don't know if we'll completely be separate But I can imagine there being a lot of overlap Okay I don't know I wonder sometimes I don't know Although I feel like we do have a lot of similar friends And like overlap I don't know I I wonder sometimes like would we ever have different friends People keep telling me they're like you realize Like when you grow up like you're not just gonna be able to Spend all your time with your sister I'm like fuck that Says who bitch Says who Says who? We could literally live in the same house And not even see each other for a whole week If the house is big enough And we got enough money we can get a plot of land somewhere get 20 acres you own 10 i own 10 and yes, call it a day exactly why are people in our business you know what it's called it's called a lack mindset mm-hmm. like why are you stifling me like and just, why do you care just let me live my fantasy with my twin sister no if you want to get into the real tea no page just spilled a little bit because the, we hear that so often mm-hmm. even from people that might be expressing interest or friends it's like Oh, okay. The first thing is always they're threatened by the sister. It's fucking weird. PM Diaries exclusive coming in hot. If you ever want to show interest, don't talk about the twin. No. It won't get you anywhere. I hate to say it. Don't talk about the twin. Like, that should go without saying. Yeah. Are you kidding? Come on now. Oh, my goodness. You might as well be talking about me. I know. I'll never forget the first time when somebody (laughs) said something like, well, you know you're basically going to have to, like, ditch your sister if you want a man. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. What? Okay, bye. And the man probably has siblings and all this other stuff. Why would I need to ditch my sister? It's a control thing. And then they're like, do you do, you do anything apart? Do you did it? I'm like, people really don't get what it's like to be a twin. No. Singletons will never get it. They'll never understand. It altered my brain chemistry since when I was in the goddamn womb. I wasn't I even born alone, bitch. Literally. Let that sink in. I can't even think about my birthday without thinking about my twin. Exactly. I can't even celebrate my win without hoping and praying that my sister won and then celebrating our win together exactly like it, it just, it's it's different I'm, it's built different yes built I, forward tough i'm built different all oh, that reminded me of the song heart like a truck oh my god i fucking love that song who is it know. by lady, lady Wilson? yeah that's Ooh. a good ass song heart like a truck i got a heart like a truck bitch and it, <laughs> i got a heart like, like a, a truck. truck it's been drugged through the mud bitch yeah. runs, runs on, on wait what, what is it is runs it on, fumes and gas fumes runs and on, shit it's runs on. runs on dreams dreams and gasoline. and gasoline is it that i don't know we're about and to that see. old highway holds i don't the know key. i would play it bitch but then we're gonna get shut down it runs on dreams and gasoline <laughs> No, that song is so good. Yeah. Commercials like have the best songs. By the mm-hmm. way, this is a tangent, but I find myself running to my Shazam to get the songs off oh, the commercials. Oh, hell yeah. And don't let it be a song that was just created for the commercial. I can't find the name of the song, the artist who made the goddamn song, and then I'm sitting there stuck having to play commercial clips on YouTube, <laughs> What was that one song? It's blanking right now, but we were obsessed with that commercial. Oh, it was, oh, it was, a, it was like a Heartland. It wasn't Heartland's best. It oh, was like shit. it was a trucking commercial. It was like one of those summer commercials yeah. about family vacations, and it was mm-hmm. for a gas station. 
Oh, and, that song oh is so my good. God, There's so, so many good. songs like that. I know. Random tangent, but this is just the episode of Random Hills. Yeah, because I, think I, it is. I literally almost got into another Random Hill, but I'm gonna move on to the next story. <laughs> so, story three. Is it, is it your turn? Um. Yeah. No. Oh wait, you're right. Go ahead. What is up with you? I don't know, girl. Girl. Oh my goodness. Okay. So HuffPost reports groom gets hit with online hate after his sole vow to his bride was to smack that ass. Oof. Earlier this month, Samuel Ferry, a, Louis- a Louisville, a Louisville is what they call it, based <laughs> wedding videographer, posted an edited version of one of his clients' recent wedding vows to his bride on Instagram. The groom's raunchy and seemingly sole vow to his bride has since gone so viral that it has garnered an entry into the website Know Your Meme. In the video, a couple named Caitlin and Cody are seen exchanging vows at an outdoor venue in Smithfield, Kentucky. And he, quote, said, I promise to smack that ass I, every chance I get. Booyah, Cody says to Caitlin. That's all I got, Cody then says after a pause. The officiant then tries to give Cody a chance to redeem himself by asking, that's all you got? Yeah, Cody says, chuckling, clearly very pleased with himself. Come on, Cody, a guest at the wedding could be heard saying flatly in the background. Are you sure, the officiant then asks again. I didn't write nothing out, Cody admits. That's what you're going that's what you're going to go out with, the officiant asks. That's what I'm going with, Cody says. Cool, the officiant says. We've made it this long, Cody concludes. What makes Cody's vows even more ridiculous is that in a longer video on Forey's Instagram account of the couple's wedding ceremony, Caitlin is seen delivering much longer and heartfelt vows to Cody. In this longer version of the couple's ceremony, Cody's behavior towards Caitlyn is even more infantile. After delivering his smack your ass line to his bride, Cody proceeds to put Caitlyn's wedding ring on the wrong hand and promises to quote, frustrate you all the time and to quote, not listen to you. When the officiant finally pronounces them man and wife, Cody then says, oh lovely, in a weird British accent and moans, mmm, over and over again while kissing Caitlyn. You know what my Ooh. first initial thought was when I saw this? That motherfucker was that motherfucker was drunk off his ass. Paige, was he drunk? You watched the video? I watched the video. My immediate reaction, and I think that was my reaction, was just to explain the erratic and weird behavior. Because anytime you know you're coming to a wedding, there's a lot of couth that comes with that fucking moment. He was taking shots in the fucking back with his groomsmen. So he looked drunk to you. His so- actions seemed... Suspicious. It just seemed so crazy to me. Like I just want to think that he was drunk. I'm not because convinced. why else would you do that? I'm not convinced he was drunk. Or he just thinks he's fucking funny. I can tell you one thing. If anybody ruined my wedding and disrespected me like that, those audience members would have got the spectacle of their fucking life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not joking. <laughs> that ring would have been thrown in the motherfucking pool or the river or the swamp, whatever the hell the blunt body of water next to them was. That bouquet would have been in his goddamn face. I would have annulled that wedding the next day and I would have been pissed. Yeah. And I'm not joking. Honestly, because I how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it needed to come some class with that moment, which is why I think he was drunk. This isn't the first time we've kind of seen people get drunk at weddings, um, especially if you're a part. It, like they say, it's just about the, the, the bridal party or the groom's party. Like, no, it's very much can be the bride or the groom. We kind of saw this on Married at First Sight with Lindsay and Mark 
Mark the Shark, Lindsay was was throwing them back. I'm not going to say she was drunk during her reception, but a lot of times people, especially someone like Cody, who seems to be very uncomfortable with his emotions, was probably drinking very heavily. I'm not convinced. I think drinking is the easy way out. It could just be he's a goof and he doesn't know when to turn it off. And unfortunately, if you've never drawn that boundary, like you couldn't even show up for her on the wedding day. Yeah. Clearly, this is his behavior a lot. Clearly, this is his behavior often because why did no one in the groom's party step in and say, hey, you've had a a bit too many? Why was there not a delay to the wedding if he was, in fact, drunk? Mm -hmm. If this man was drunk and he showed up on this stage and showed his ass like that. I just feel like somebody should have said he needs to sober up. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally feel like somebody should have said that. They they could have said that. But then if he has, like, attitude issues and things like that, like, maybe he's a fucking asshole. Like, and nobody wanted to step in. The one thing, though, that I will say is it seemed like people were kind of trying to, like, bargain with him in a sense. Like, I didn't even know from the video that I saw that someone in the audience said, come on, Cody. Mm-hmm. To me, that means that they're calling out the behavior. And maybe this is out of character. And even though, like, he, he might say these things, believe these things, like, maybe it's never been to this extent. I think you're right. I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I, I know for Caitlin. Me too, because they, they discussed what the vows that she said was, and her mm-hmm. vows were so nice. She mentioned that they had met a long time ago. She even threw in jokes in hers, like, oh, mm-hmm. I promise to frustrate you. I promise. He ruined that girl's wedding. Ugh. Like, you talk about people missing the mark on a proposal. What You can't get your wedding day back. No. And all you had to do was write something more than I promise to smack your ass. Smack your ass. And I promise you, she probably don't give a fuck about you smacking her ass. That's for you. I promise you one thing. You want to see me show my ass? Yeah. I'm pretty chill. You want to see me show my ass? Baby, you might as well call me a bitch in front of all those people. <laughs> I know. You think about who's at a wedding, like your grandparents, your parents, like potentially your children and all these family members. And she's having to stand up there and basically keep everything together because this guy, I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm hoping he was drunk yeah. because that can't be his real behavior. I think it's his real How behavior. How would she be attracted to him? Well, maybe the, like it's like we mentioned earlier yesterday on the diaries. You have these people that think they're comedians nobody you just mentioned it now people with emotional issues that fall to to humor and miss the mark and if somebody ruined my day like that i swear to god Mm -hmm. now i don't get pissed about a lot i don't even want to get married but you play in my face like that it's gonna be a problem that's what it is it's planning your face exactly But she could have easily told him to shut up she could have easily told him to shut up or walked away yeah and embarrassed him what's funny now bitch yeah because now your bride is walking away like one up to you and everybody got a show yeah because if you're gonna make an ass of yourself i'm gonna make an ass of you too even the officiant was like trying to give him it was uh, embarrassing and everybody on the internet was like girl run i know like if he acts like that like i i really think he was drunk though my Has heart he come is with out her and said anything i don't know i need to deep dive this more i would love to see if there's a development if yeah. he's come out he where's owes the her statement? an apology where's the where's the like please respect Girl, he's probably state. somewhere hiding right now mm-hmm. oh shit it wasn't funny oh shit it went viral or he's saying oh it was you guys that are snowflakes and don't have a sense of humor exactly i don't know i feel bad for miss thing and i hope that she's reevaluating some things and choosing happiness whatever that means for her i'm not saying you gotta leave him girl i just hope you're choosing happiness because the video would have gone viral because there would have been a goddamn showdown at that wedding yeah you bitches would have been on stage fighting and i'm bitches i'll knock all that shit over but go ahead (laughs) okay story four complex reports miranda cosgrove claims she's never gotten drunk or smoked weed i truly don't have a good reason 
don't look for former, former Nickelodeon star Miranda Cosgrove to pass the weed anytime soon. On Josh Peck's Good Guys podcast with influencer Ben Sofer, there was a Drake and Josh reunion with Cosgrove as a special guest. The 30-year-old discussed the party scene while attending the University of California. But at the 39-minute mark, Cosgrove confessed that she's never been drunk. I really don't have a good reason I've never been buzzed, Cosgrove said. I've sipped things before, but like two sips. You're so pure, Peck joked. Mm, I wonder who's heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosgrove added that the closet that she's come, the closest, oh Lord, she's come to smoking is eating an edible brownie. I fell asleep for like 17 hours and I woke up super rested, she said. Um, oh my God, thank you. For, I feel seen. I feel yeah. seen. You know, I'm not a drinker and I, I, I drink, but I'm not a drinker and I've, I've been drunk before, but yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a drinker and I've also never smoked weed. Yeah. Um, let's normalize this. Yeah. I like that. She's so honest about stuff. Me too. Because what's wrong with making this choice? Honestly, Miranda Cosgrove isn't the only celebrity recently that's come out and said this. Frankie Nunez. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? I think it's Muniz. Frankie Muniz. Yes. Frankie Muniz came out. There was a story on good morning America, a couple, days ago about him making the choice not to drink he said as a child actor i'm i'm paraphrasing what Mm -hmm. he said he grew up very quickly he saw a lot early on in childhood and he felt no draw to it so i don't know if that's why miranda cosgrove was making this decision um but i do think we need to accept her for this and normalize this yeah i love this but have you noticed that like all of her interviews are going viral as of late no like she's the one that said i mean i think i like to cuss or whatever like my favorite word is fuck or whatever she said her videos are cute you know what i'm noticing though now that we're thinking about this with both miranda cosgrove and frankie muniz they're both children actors yeah and both of them worked for um i think frankie muniz worked for disney he had that movie that was really good what was it called i can't can't remember um and then miranda cosgrove worked for nickelodeon so it could have even been their consciousness about their image that kind of deterred them from drugs and alcohol early on Mm -hmm. in like preteen teenage years young adult years and has now followed them into middle-aged or whatever so you're right interesting it could be like just worrying about their image so young that they fell into these habits or it could be once again you kind of touched on it before seeing all their friends partake in these activities yeah. and go down maybe paths that they they didn't want to go down themselves exactly because when um, you think about it and your image or your reputation comes down like your work comes down to your image or your reputation especially if you get your bread buttered in the fucking children's space not like you're buttered. gonna be conscious about that no you will be really conscious of it um i found this to be very interesting and i also like really enjoyed just deep diving and i'm gonna do this internally obviously mm-hmm. but like the you're so pure comment because just because miranda hasn't you know drank or gotten drunk or smoked weed why do people just automatically have some shit to say about every other aspect of her life i don't know she could still be a very normal human being that just doesn't drink or smoke and like have very real lived experiences Mm -hmm. that have taught her a lot i know like that shit's so annoying because it's it's like now you're taking two things and i'm not attacking josh i think he was making a joke i'm just talking about this at large yeah you're taking one stimuli and you're making it about a whole entire life experience and lived experience that's just annoying i know i like miranda cosgrove though i'm kind of sad that the icarly reboot got canceled i know why did they so cute i don't know we're gonna find out who their mom was i know they cancel everything they get (sighs) on my nerves you know what though we talked about 
this on the diaries before, so I won't get too into it. But they put it on the wrong goddamn platform. They did. Like, we need to see, like, I would love to hear more from Miranda Cosgrove. I like to see that she's been hitting up the podcast junkets and all this other stuff. This is very interesting, and I think we need to be accepting of the fact that alcohol and drugs can be a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. We don't know these people familial. We don't know these people's familial histories. Yeah. That we don't know. There's a lot of reasons that go into why people may choose not to be drinking. And people could just not like the taste. Mm -hmm. They could choose not to partake. They could just not like the smell. And then you hear that, and you're like, oh, you're so pure it's like really or am i just a person that doesn't want to partake yeah like kiss my ass i know and if you think it's getting personal because it is <laughs> i'm joking interesting very much so so headed into our next story so business insider reports that sydney sweeney says she considered getting a breast reduction at 18 until her mom talked her out of it Sydney Sweeney said that she felt, quote, uncomfortable with her breast size as a teenager and wanted to get reduction surgery, but her mom talked her out of it, saying, quote, when I was in high school, I used to feel uncomfortable about how big my boobs were. Um, and I used to say that when I turned 18, I was going to get a boob job to make them smaller. Sweeney recalled in a new interview with Glamour UK released on Tuesday. And my mom told me, don't do it. You'll regret it in college. Sweeney said that she covered up her body with oversized clothing when she was younger. But as she matured, she became more confident and empowered. Flaunt what you got. Own it. Love them. She said, Sweeney said that she's happy. She didn't follow through with breast reduction surgery. Saying, quote, I'm so glad I didn't. I like them. They're my best friends. She said, everybody's body is beautiful. When you are confident and you're happy within um, is when it really shows to other people. Sweeney previously opened up about feeling insecure about her body during an interview with The Sun published earlier this year saying, I had boobs before other girls and I felt ostracized for it. Triggered. Are you triggered? triggered? Another article on the di diaries today making me feel seen. Um, no, I this know. is so funny though, Paige, because it, even though it's not just necessarily just boobs, we've talked about this, refer to the episode called the one about boobs. If you want to hear my story, <laughs> but I totally relate to this and I feel seen, yes. but like, it's not just about boobs either. We talked about this. I feel like, like women, truly women's bodies, like mm -hmm. bodies that are very developed in whatever way are, are like you are ostracized for it. Yes. Everybody is respectfully a little teeny bopper mm -hmm. running around in size zeros. There is nothing fucking wrong with that. Yeah. But that's the, the standard. It's like, okay, everyone wears a double zero. We're all skinny. We all wear mm -hmm. the same clothes. But when you have titties and ass baby you're not running around wearing your friend's clothes you're yeah. just not especially from a young age too i think too just with the immaturity that kids can sometimes have mm -hmm. like being curvy having boobs like and stuff like that can be very taboo very and and i even remember being in in uh junior high school thou who shall not be named had bigger lips and that became like a comment or something thing that people <laughs> maddie's trying to figure out who i'm talking about i'll tell you in a second but that became a thing that people talked about. I think it's any time that someone can be taboo, potentially inappropriate. You have these like fucking horny little boys mm -hmm. running around. But a lot of times it's the girls talking about your body too. Exactly. And it might be undercover, like maybe jealousy. jealousy but I think it, it's also a little bit more taboo. There was so much taboo shit just about maturing and kind of b becoming a woman. Like yeah. I remember this one girl had a pad in her purse. Mm -hmm. And every, we were like in probably fourth grade. And everyone was like, yeah. whoa. 
oh you have your period this lady this woman this girl well not even a woman but this this girl was in our grade she was our age if anything a year older or whatever yeah but she was developed of course she had a period like there's and i feel like her we've talked about this a lot but sydney adding the fact that she was ostracized for it the she boys weren't it. ostracizing she her. She gets it. They may have been, but it was the girls. It was the other girls. Yes. The girls. It was like, the girls. The girls that are probably size zero, not developed, whether it's insecurity, mm-hmm. whether it's what. But like as a curvy woman, the both of us were curvy, mm-hmm. period. You were skinny, but you were a woman, honey. Yeah. We were both shaped like women, period, point blank, end of story. Yeah. Definitely ostracized for it. Still ostracized for it to this motherfucking day. Yeah. I mean, it even goes back to like the thing of like wearing a V-neck. It's a a very mm-hmm. different experience for somebody who might have smaller chests yeah. as opposed to someone who's literally wearing the same shirt and has a bigger chest and now it seems like you're putting out and trying to get attention and all this exactly. other shit and it's like no I'm literally just wearing a fucking shirt mm-hmm. I'm literally just wearing a shirt and it's funny too that Sydney Sweeney her mom was protecting her by not allowing her to get her um, breast reduction her breast reduction because I feel like she kind of stepped into her Kate Upton era she did Sydney Sweeney is kind of Also, while being known for, like, her great acting and her her role on Euphoria and things like that, don't get me wrong. But I do feel like Sydney Sweeney has kind of taken on the role of, like, a sex symbol um, after playing, what's her name, Cassie in Euphoria? Mm -hmm. After playing Cassie in Euphoria, we started to see her get Savage Fenty deals. Like, we started to see her kind of step into her own, like, modeling gig. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. She's very beautiful. It kind of reminds me of, like... Um, other people that have not made changes. You encouraged me when I was saying I didn't want, I wanted to get a breast reduction. Mm-hmm. I still might, but you have encouraged me over the years. Don't wait. Yeah. See what you look like. Mm-hmm. Wait a little bit. Wait it out. Yeah. And it's like, in a way I am happy that I haven't gotten it yet, but I will still consider it just because it's like my back hurts. I, but like, <laughs> not cause my back hurts I literally, can't. but I also feel like, I don't know. I I just feel like her saying, don't do it, like flaunt Mm -hmm. it. I will say this is so funny. The first time I saw this story today, it was on Barstool Sports. Girl, Mm -hmm. they got in the comments. They posted a picture of her and then what her mom said. And their their caption was, not all heroes wear capes. I'm done. I can't. But um, it is true because it's like she's saving her from that judgment. At the time, Sydney might have been doing that. Yeah, she was doing it because, you know, she was insecure. But she might have been doing it because she was listening to the other people commenting on her body. I will say this, too. How many places have we been and people have commented on my body? Like you mentioned the clothes things. Mm -hmm. Like I wore a long sleeve BB. I have to say BB because the reference. Mm -hmm. But I wore a full blown long sleeve jumpsuit, BB jumpsuit, long pants, long arms. The only thing out was the V-neck. And I wore that for New Year's Eve one year. I think I was 21 Mm -hmm. or 22. And I will never forget the lady at the bar. Like, oh, my God. Like, you would have thought I was sitting in the corner butt-ass naked. And every time I wear a V-neck, that happens. Yeah. I was at fucking Jay Alexander's minding my goddamn motherfucking business, sitting at the table with a green wrap dress on. Yeah. Literally, it was a normal dress. Just, And I'm not saying pick me. Like, oh, I hate attention. To, no, oh but I do gosh. hate attention. But this old man, when I tell you, girl, that man broke his motherfucking neck. You would have thought I was sitting there naked in I the know. corner. I'm not even doing anything. I just have on a V-neck. Oh, I my know. life is so hard. It's because it's <laughs> taboo. I literally just looked up the definition of taboo. Um, a social or religious. No, that's wrong. Huh? <laughs> 
got you confused. Okay, so I thought it was taboo. I think taboo is the word I'm thinking of, baby, but that ain't it the word. Taboo. That ain't the definition I'm thinking of. Not but I the think bitch it's just, I'm thinking you I is. think it's taboo. Okay. Literally. And I know you wanted to get a breast reduction. For me, I didn't necessarily want to get a breast reduction, but I'm correlating this story with I remember I wanted to get a foot tattoo, and yes. every single day i thank god and i thank my lucky motherfucking stars that i'm not walking around with a motherfucking foot tattoo and even it not just the placement because there are some cute ass foot tattoos and like Haley bieber would like to enter the chat and some <laughs> rihanna would like to enter the chat people with very cute foot tattoos yeah we were gonna get the world's ugliest goddamn foot tattoo in motherfucking ohio girl that no no experienced tattoo artist was gonna be doing that shit no and it has nothing to do with the foot tattoo baby it had to do with the the mindset i was in because (laughs) i don't know why in the hell i would ever i'm so thankful that i'm not tatted up would you ever get a tattoo i I might get a tattoo i would too but i'd get one of the fine line tattoos Mm -hmm. like i want a really fine tattoo i'm not too into like the color red tattoos just me personally um i'm if i could get like a pink tattoo or something i would but i would get a tattoo i love the color red tattoos i really do for some reason i think when done correctly they're really stunning you know what my problem is i don't like the color red like people keep saying that pink is a derivative of red bitch it's not it is pink is its own color baby how because they mix red and white it's that girl (laughs) you it is funny because you love pink and hate red and you've always been like that ever since you were a kid literally is it because all the boys in class red was their favorite color i think i just never liked the color red because i'm like how the hell could you like the color red oh my god like i like a red lip sure i like a red purse sure but like the color red being your favorite color i I sound hella judgy you you don't even sound judgy you just sound like you have this vendetta and i know where it stems from what because the boys in school i just meant i whispered a name always chose red as their favorite color and it was so unoriginal it's so non-thought provoking you know what i think it just always reminded me of like blood and violence and Mm -hmm. i think that's why i didn't like red well it reminds me of lips honey and nail polish so i'm gonna i'm forever gonna stay in the color red because it looks good on me myself and you I like red toenails too on a pedicure yes, too. It looks great on us. I know. That's funny. Um, but is that all for the bedtime stories? That's all for the bedtime stories. Let's get into this nightcap TV recap. So we actually spent a lot of our time catching up on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There's a lot to unpack. Basically, the girls are in Bermuda for mm-hmm. Heather and Monica's trip, which was to celebrate Monica's birthday and then also introduce the girls to Monica's family so we saw the trip obviously started off with meredith marks being sick Mm -hmm. do you think she's playing it up no i don't okay she might have been some people are more dramatic when they're sick Mm -hmm. i don't think she was playing it up and plus she had taken all those sleeping pills i think they said she took two by accident or whatever but she could have needed them like the headache could have been so bad traveling is already hard enough and you add being sick into the mix and like god knows how long it was from the drive to the airport to the hotel child i can imagine yes so no i don't think she was playing it up we did get to see a lot of interesting dynamics i know meredith was upset about the bathtub but another reason that she was upset is because no one gave her the room with the bathtub in it because of their views that they had they Mm. didn't want to give up their views i feel like on other franchises or just in life in general someone would have said here just have my room yeah and the fact that they didn't say that to meredith was very interesting to me it's very interesting to me as well but i'm not to i don't know if i believe it's not that i don't believe that i think people are inherently selfish 
and but is like it selfishness and, or are they just sick of her shit in this way i feel like art the reality show is imitating life people are selfish as fuck <laughs> people will go into those rooms they'll put their bag down they don't give a shit how they inconvenience you they don't care what position it puts you in they don't give a fuck yeah. they're gonna take that room because they want to be able to wake up and see a view and respectfully they don't care yeah and i think you're right i think art definitely imitates life but i think a part of it is also people are sick of meredith's shit yes i do I think do. you're right because as we've seen over the mo- the two most recent episodes of real house of salt lake city meredith girl like you have got to find another way oh my god so for those of y'all that don't know what Paige is referencing in the second episode of salt lake city that we caught up on um meredith was a, people are saying that she's at her games again sending dms to people's phones with bank records tax records other drama that her pi that's on retainer probably sent over to her and then trying to plan it on the show this time she was called out one of the person that was doing a lot of the calling out was lisa barlow who was really good friends with was really good friends with meredith yes. marks i'm so happy she's doing this though i feel like and this is like my opinion okay I'm, I want to know the involvement that Meredith Marks has in Jen Shaw being in jail. Mm. I feel like she she really took it lethal and said, yeah. okay, bitch, you keep fucking with me. You keep saying this. You're yeah. going to be in jail. And I, I think that she could be a part of the reason why. I just don't think Meredith Marks has that much pull. Like, I respectfully, like, I have a hard time really, really, truly believing that Meredith Marks had any understanding or knowledge of what it was that Jen Shaw did. Like, she might have been looking at all the money, looking at all the parties, looking at all the that, and been like, something doesn't add up. But it's so hard for me to believe that someone like Jen Shaw, who has been caught on the record many times not being fully truthful, was divulging details that were damning enough to Meredith Marks to then go back and... She's not divulging it to her. I told you the P.I. that's on retainer is digging this shit up. Oh, you so you think she has a private investigator? Hell yeah, she has a private I investigator. I think that's a good theory. Yeah. I think Meredith Marks has a private investigator. I do too. It I doesn't think... make sense. How do you know about Lisa Barlow's SEC filing? How do you know about mm-hmm. Angie K's $170,000 tax liens? Well, I guess she, she paid it off before the storyline came up. Hmm. So Meredith Marks do something, but I do think she has a P.I., I think it's annoying and it puts me in the mindset of Giselle Bryant like you need to learn how to fight the housewives way there's yeah. a rule book to this and I would know because I am one there's a rule book that you need to follow there's a manual baby yeah. you can't just get mad because someone holds your feet to the carpet two, two three years in a row and then say well fuck it bitch you're going to jail like that's not fun the first time that I kind of got really uncomfortable with Meredith Marks is she is she sensitive I think sensitive is the wrong word she's I don't know. She's I have to new think to about this. It. No, no, no. What I'll say is the first thing where Brooks was like, or excuse me, Jen Shaw was on the couch kicking her leg around, and then Brooks was like, you showed me your vagina. Yeah. There was no way Jen Shaw showed him his vagina. She had on a fucking midi skirt down to her goddamn kneecaps. There's no <laughs> way he saw a vagina. He's annoying. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, you want to be a part of the housewives culture. You clearly encouraged your mom to be on the show, clearly, and then you wanted all the screen time, which more power to you. Yeah. But then you can't handle it. That's what you I was going to say. You want to get on the show and you can't, you can dish, but you can't take. I was going to say, Brooks, like if this kind of like stepping up to the grown, the grown ups table, mm-hmm. if you're going to step to that grown ups table and you're going to start some grown women drama on the real housewives of Salt Lake City, you better be prepared for the blowback. You better be. You can't act all precious now because two seconds ago you were making a hell of an allegation mm-hmm. saying that Jen Shaw was showing you her fucking vagina. Exactly. You need to take a note out of Gia Judice playbook yes. and realize if you're stepping up to the table, getting in grown folks business, 
you better be able to handle it. Be- better period. be able to handle it. I do think Meredith Marks has a tendency to fight dirty. I she hate does. to say it. She does. And the thing that I'm getting that interests me is she always kind of goes for are they wildflowers like she went for Whitney the one who wasn't always (laughs) like um refined in what she was Mm -hmm. saying she's a free spirit and I kind of see her I feel like praying is the is a strong word I see her plotting on Monica Mm -hmm. in the same way I mean she was practically giddy in the chair when Monica brought up Angie K's association allegedly with the greek Greek mafia mafia. what is going on in the and i'm sorry Paige, but like really and i hate to bring up meredith's age but who is talking about the greek mafia maddie Paige meredith that's that's something that's how old bitch would read you no i hate to say that you know what what i'll say is i'm noticing parallels right now between real housewives of potomac and And real housewives of salt lake city City. to me i don't think meredith is necessarily feeding this i think the producers are bringing some of these cast members stories like what they always do just like fucking ashley the bone collector talking about what nigerian allegedly voodoo that was completely insensitive mm-hmm. uh, tying Angie K in with the Greek mafia is culturally insensitive it is it's very culturally and it's insensitive. like why are the producers doing this I don't think allowing it's the producers. this I'm convinced I think it's the I think on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City they've had a good enough season with Monica's drama that the yeah. producers don't need to feed I don't them fucking shit. believe it because I, I don't think so I don't think they knew Monica was gonna give what she gave I so think, I think they came into the season knowing that they were gonna introduce that and it is so fucking dumb I don't know I don't know if I agree with that but there is one more thing I want to touch on about the episode Mm -hmm. one of the large points of contention that we saw between Monica and the other girls was her discussion around sex Mm -hmm. and Heather and her actually got into a really large disagreement with it and you know in this case I think I'm on Heather's side why are you on Heather's side because I feel like you have to meet people where they are and like Heather, that's clearly a point of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. for her. And you never know people's motives. Now, in this case, do I think Monica had bad motives? No. I think she was turning the pot. She's like, let's talk about it. Loosen up. I'm Lucy. Like, I'm Lucy Goosey, whatever. Like, just loosen up. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. But other people, they will do that to get in your business. They yes. will do that to make you feel bad about yourself. They'll do that to make you feel small, ugly, unattractive, unwanted. Or and maybe they're not doing that to make you feel that way. Maybe you feel that way because it's like, oh, shit, I'm not married. And it's been however long, literally. And, and I totally can relate to Heather. This is what I'm saying. But I'm not convinced that Monica's intentions I don't think were it's bad. Monica's intentions either. I think it's other people's intentions. Yes. I don't think it was Monica's intentions were bad but I remember specifically like playing like oh two truths and a lie or never have I ever like a lot of times you will be sitting next to an op and they will be weaponizing those questions just to derive information and from get you in your business to go back to and later use it and get in your business I'm the person at the party who doesn't fucking play those exactly. games I'm not playing those games with a, a room full of fucking ops I'm Hell not no. I'm not playing those games with a room full of ops a room full of ba- fake bitches that talk shit about my back behind mm-hmm. my talk shit at my back (laughs) and then want to switch up and and play friends in my face Mm -hmm. I can't do that and that's the thing about me is like it goes back to that grower not shower honey 
the minute I feel like you are testing me, yeah, you get a completely different side. Yeah, you until you've seen that side, you don't know. Yeah, and that's why I, my heart goes out to Heather in this situation. Now I don't think it was Monica's intention, but I've been around plenty of bitches mm-hmm. playing goofy ass games like that, trying yeah. to be motherfucking seen. I don't think and poking the bear. I don't think it was Monica's intentions either. But what I will say is our intentions don't always align with the way that we make people feel. Mm-hmm. And as we saw in the episode, it wasn't only Heather feeling that way lisa barlow expressed discomfort with the line of questioning even when they were on the beach playing fuck mary kill and Mm -hmm. you're talking about other people's husbands it's like it's awkward um angie k i felt like expressed some reluctance with that as well so it's like you kind of you have to meet people where they are you do and And you also have to understand on this cast to me there's a generational difference yeah i'm not sure what the age gap is between monica and everybody else but i think that plays a role too i definitely think it plays a role and that's a good like point to bring up and I think it just goes back to like you never know and it's all about how you present it when we watch the girls on the women on why am I saying girls when we see the women on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills discussing topics like that it seems a lot more comfortable Mm -hmm. like it's a lot less intense I feel like you have to set the stage like Mm -hmm. open up the forum play a game maybe you don't just say so when's the last time you had sex yeah you know, and like, I don't think she had bad intention once no. again, but I, my heart went out to those women that were uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I tell you one thing, baby, that's the thing about me. If you're making, if you're doing something that I don't want to do and I feel like you're pushing me mm-hmm. and I feel like you're doing it because you're an op, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, because literally people would always call me prude mm-hmm. and like, I'm owning it. I do feel like in a way it's weird. I have a contradictory personality because I feel like I'm free, but I'm also prude. I'm like outgoing. I almost said gregarious, but I'm also extremely reserved and kind of shy. I'm mm-hmm. sensitive, but I'm tough. I don't know. Yeah. I feel okay, like I'm Selena. singing. I literally feel like I was singing that Alanis Morissette song mm-hmm. shit where she's like, I know which one you're talking I'm about. Young, I can't think of the I, lyrics. I'm young, but I, I don't know. I don't I'm know, young, don't know. but I'm wiser. I'm something. Yes, girl, I'm I just feel like I was lyrics. singing an Alanis Morissette song, but I could totally relate to it. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a real moment. It showed a true dynamic amongst friends and mm-hmm. like how a lot of times those games are fucking uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable, the especially when you have you're not making people comfortable. The difference that you highlighted though between the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and the cast of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City on Beverly you Hills baby they're friends. Oh, Hills. True. On Real Housewives of Beverly Hills they are friends. Those women mm-hmm. have years and years and years of history. Yeah. Like I feel like the other franchises right now are kind of like the misfit toys trying to like mesh. Figure it all out. And it's like we, we don't feel that connection. Yeah. You know? Because even Real Housewives of Atlanta now I'm mm-hmm. like going down the, the, the fucking discography. Yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta how many sex parties have they had yes. where the husbands were in attendance yeah. but you're right it was seasons and seasons and seasons into the of game history. these people were friends yeah and it's a completely different story I mean we mm-hmm. saw Jessel get judged the house down honey for mm-hmm. her relationship with her husband and what their sex life was like yeah so it is it's a vulnerable position to be in and I do think you need to be more sensitive with it I agree so that is all we have for the nightcap TV recap tonight that's all she wrote night owls it is we will be back with another episode later this week and as always thanks so much for listening bye bye